Getting a good night's sleep can be much easier said than done. I know I have a hard time sleeping. There's just so much to be anxious about right now, right? I mean, we're almost a year into this pandemic. It's wild. Isaac can attest as well. He has two kids. So if you're in either of our boats, which I think every single person falls into either of these boats, don't worry. Our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to get the sleep that you deserve. CBDPM blends melatonin with other sleep-promoting ingredients with 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD to create a perfect and powerful, effective sleep aid for you so you can help you get to sleep no matter what is going on with you right now and make it even easier to get the year started off right they're offering our listeners 25 percent off your next order when you use the promo code nba at checkout once again that's cbdmd.com promo code nba for 25 percent off your purchase of superior cbd products at cbdmd i'm luka Doncic and this is locked on marriage to this A-Bay-Bay instrumental so y'all check me out. Okay. I'm the internet CEO from Pensacola, Florida. My name circulating from here all the way to Georgia. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and coordinator of the Locked On Podcast Network. And Isaac Harris is not with me again because he is still without power like a lot of you are. It's pretty wild what's going on in Dallas, Texas, and in Houston, and all around Texas. The power I've learned so much about the power grid and what Epcot is or ECOT or just all kinds of stuff I didn't know that I needed to know before. So hope everyone is staying safe out there. Today on the show, we're going to talk to Luke Askew about Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay in the G League bubble or the gubble or whatever you want to call it. And uh, so we're going to talk to him, update Get an update on those guys, how they've looked. And then we'll talk about Kristaps Porzingis a little bit and the Dallas Mavericks, what he's thought about this season so far. So so we're going to get into all that, but tonight should be a game day. However, the Dallas Mavericks game against the Detroit Pistons was postponed because of all the outages and everything happening in Dallas, Texas. So there will not be a game tonight. It's been postponed. So the Mavericks are going to have some time off here. The next time they play is Friday against the uh, the Houston Rockets. And, so, and that's in Houston. So still they still might have some issues there so we'll see what happens with that but uh, the Mavericks are gonna all of a sudden have four days off here before they play their next game so we're gonna get into some more stuff about the Mavericks and talk about Tyrell Terry and uh, Tyler Bay but before we do that I want to talk about Draymond Green he had some fascinating comments after a game the other night and so I want to get into it talk about Draymond hear what he said because the Mavericks were bought up a little bit and so here's Draymond this is his comments about players getting traded and what teams have to say about it I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me. And uh, it's the treatment of players in this league. To to watch Andre Drummond before the game uh, sit on the sideline, then go to the back, and then come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him. Because when James Harden asked for a trade and essentially dogged it, I don't think there was no surprise or no, you know, there's – no one's going to fight back that James was dogging it his last days in Houston. But he was castrated for wanting to go to a different team, and everybody destroyed that man. And yet a team can come out and say, oh, we want to trade a guy, and then that guy is to go sit. And if he doesn't stay professional, 
then he's a cancer and he's not good in someone's locker room and he's the issue. And we've seen situations of Harrison Barnes getting pulled off the bench. You know, DeMarcus Cousins finding out that he's traded in an interview after the All-Star game. And we continue to let this happen. But I got fined for stating my opinion of what I thought should happen with another player. But teams can come out and continue to say, oh, we're trading guys. We're not playing you. Interesting. So if you didn't catch the story, Andre Drummond is going to be traded by the Cleveland Cavaliers, or at least they're going to try to. And so since he's going to be traded, he's sitting out now. And I, I don't I want to be fair to the story because I'm not sure, is Andre Drummond on board with it? If Andre Drummond is on board with it, he's like, yeah, get me out of here. I want to trade. And he's going to sit and he's agreeing to it. Then yeah, that's a completely different thing than the team just saying, all right, we're going to trade you. So Andre Drummond sit. Now, I'm not exactly sure what it is. Maybe you can listen to Lockdown Cavs and Chris Manning and Evan Damerill can have a better idea of, of what it's what's going on in the nap than me. But the, the thing that's so interesting about what Draymond said is the fact that there is a disconnect and there is a, a different way that we treat athletes and teams. And they sign the same contract. They both agree to things, right? It's not that the team agrees to not trade the player or the player agrees to not want out of want out of the contract or want to get traded. It's just that the team has what we call team control. And there's been a lot of talk about about player empowerment and a lot of talk about what players can do now and it seems like they're kind of grabbing some power back. And I think it's a positive thing. I, I don't know that it's a positive thing that guys are changing sit like changing teams and cities every, you know, 2 years or so and that the whole league changes over. I think there was a podcast that talked about the 2018 like all NBA team or the 2018 all-star team. It's almost completely different. I think there's like three or four players that are still on their same teams that were on the 2018 all-star team. Go back and look at that team. It's absolutely wild to see how many guys are different now than in 2018 or just on different teams. So, Andre Drummond, you know, gets brought up in this because he's forced to sit. And then he brings up James Harden. I don't know if James Harden's the best example, but Harrison Barnes is another interesting one where Harrison Barnes is in the middle of a game and he was playing for the team and playing for the Dallas Mavericks. And they, he found out in the middle of the game, or at least the Mavericks found out in the middle of the game that he was going to get traded and they sat him down. And we all remember that game. We all remember watching him as he sat on the bench wondering what he's going to get traded for. And it ended up being Justin Jackson and then, you know, a trade exception that was the biggest of all time that the Mavericks didn't do a whole lot with. So, not sure what they were going to do, what they were planning on doing with that stuff. But it's a real interesting thing. I think I could spend an entire podcast talking about this and talking about what it means for players, what it means for teams. But I think that it is fair for Draymond to bring up that teams are treated differently than players. And I don't know if James Harden is the best example of this, but anybody that wants out of their situation, uh, it, it how is it different than a team? wanting to trade a player or, you know, forcing a player to sit because they want to trade him. Uh, it's, it's a real interesting thing to think about. What does it mean to have team control as, as opposed to player control? And uh, I think it's all really, really fascinating stuff. I don't know if it's ever been solved and it's just going to keep evolving from here. And I thought Draymond's comments were really interesting. So coming up, we're going to hear from Luke Askew about Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay. He's been watching them in the G League bubble. And so we wanted to get an update on those guys. And then we're going to talk about Porzingis and all kinds of stuff with that. So stick around with us and uh, we'll get into all that. But before we do, betonline.ag. It's the one place that has you covered with all the easiest ways, the fastest ways to get in on the action to bet on sports. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL, uh, NHL hockey are all in full swing right now, except in Dallas because stuff's getting postponed all over the place. But... 
BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, all kinds of stuff. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place bets, and it's free to sign up. Just go to BetOnline.ag. You can sign up for free and uh, use the promo code LOCKDOWN to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just go try it. Just go see what they have on there. BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code LOCKDOWN. Again, BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. We're covering everything you need to know about the Dallas Mavericks, but what about the rest of sports? The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome in. Luke Askew, Mavs Moneyball. Luke, I got to ask you a question. What is going on with Tyler Bay and Tyrell and uh, Tyrell Terry in the G League bubble? You've been watching them. What stood out to you? That what's the biggest thing that stood out to you the most? Yeah, so both guys having no summer league, basically made for this G League bubble. I'm kind of been treating this G League bubble as their summer league. Um, I feel like I feel like the skill level is similar ish, other than that they're not going against top guys from the draft but having no summer league going into this g league bubble is really their first it's really their first chance that they've had to get their feet wet in terms of nba speed um feel the game um they haven't i mean neither guy had a chance really during the you know start to the regular season um terry's playing scrub minutes but basically Terry's been exactly as advertised. He's been um, really good off the dribble. He can shoot. Um, they've been playing him off ball more, which is uh, good, I think, because when he comes in and get, gets called up for the Mavs, I if he wants to end up filling that Seth Curry role, he's going to be playing next to Luca a lot, so he won't be on the ball as much as he was in college. Um, yeah. Him or Brunson too, which is, which is kind of interesting. So like, right. Ty, like, yeah, Tyrell Terry is, is a real interesting case. And with both of these guys, we were talking a little bit and I said, it's just so interesting that both of these guys, Bay's perimeter defense and Tyrell Terry shooting, the Mavs need those two things more than almost anything right now. And it's interesting that those guys can't get any minutes. What have you seen from? Let's start. Let's just start with Tyrell Terry because we're kind of on him right now. What's something that you've seen that you're like, oh, that could translate? And then something else you've seen that's like, oh man, I, I'm not sure if this guy's ready. Have you have you gotten any kind of sense of that? Because it seems like Carlisle just doesn't consider them part of the rotation and part of the team. And Terry's taking up a roster spot, which is really interesting to me. Right. Yeah. So Terry, he's a smart kid. Um, that's well documented. Um, you know, they don't they don't let dummies into Stanford, but he. <laughs> still for being such a smart guy and he has such a high basketball IQ. Hold on, didn't Lori Laughlin's daughter get into Stanford? <laughs> or was it USC? Okay, they don't it might have been <laughs> I think it was USC. They don't let yeah, they can. don't they don't legally let dummies yeah, right. into Stanford. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> um so Terry's Terry's IQ is really obvious um on both ends of the floor, but you can tell he's still just hasn't quite figured out the NBA um, speed when he gets into the paint, which he does really easily whenever he wants to. Yeah. Like all uh, his highlights are drives and finishes and his finishing. We've seen it a couple times in the NBA. His finishing is, 
is pretty good. Like he can do those like reverse layups and all kinds of stuff, split the defense at the rim and all kinds of stuff. That's that's been a surprise to me. But yeah, the speed that you're talking about, that's even in his NBA minutes, that seems to be catching up with him really quick. Right. And sometimes he he is a really, really good finisher. Um, you know, he's an under the rim finisher, not an above the rim finisher. So that, you know, is always a little tougher and he needs to get better with his left hand around the rim. But overall his finishing is really good where he runs into trouble is sometimes he leaves the ground and doesn't know what he's going to do next. There's been multiple cases where he's gotten trapped in the air um, on drives against G league defenses, which aren't rotating that well anyways. (laughs) And he's had a few sloppy turnovers there. And that's something that that's where, when I said I was treating this as their summer league, those are the things that I feel like would have gotten worked out in summer league. And now he's working out here. I don't, I'm not concerned about that at all, but that's the one thing right now in terms of what doesn't translate that I would be a little worried about. Um, What does translate for him? uh, Obviously his shooting ability, he has NBA range that will help right away. Um, Defensively. One thing I've actually been really impressed with is his rebounding. Um, You know, he doesn't have great measurables, but he uses that, aforementioned basketball IQ to get good position. He boxes out well. He times his jumps well. Um he had eleven boards the other day and they Dang. weren't and they weren't they weren't easy ones that were falling into his lap. Um he was going up to get them and he was out rebounding guys. Um so that's in terms of defensive, you know, something translating over to the next level, that'll help him out majorly. Yeah, it seemed like for at least in what we've seen in the NBA, his effort is going to be there. He's going to try. He's going to know where to be. And that is sometimes half the battle. However, that's Dwight Powell's whole thing too. <laughs> so you, you also have to put the skills right. and stuff with that and put it all together. Right. So, Yeah, right. with Tyrell Terry, Tyler Bay, at the end of your, your piece on Mavs Moneyball after they their two G League teams faced off, Tyler Bay and Tyrell Terry's, uh, you said that Tyler Bay was the one you thought was more ready to contribute to the Mavericks. What made you think that? So with how good the Mavs offense has been over the last, you know, five or so games, they're really hitting their stride. I just don't, I don't think offensively is where they need the biggest spark. I think it's defensively and Bay's defense is elite. And he is, he, his measurables are insane. He's only six, seven, but he has a seven, one wingspan. And um, I think his vertical is uh, around 44 inches. Um, yeah, it was like one of the highest they've had in the in the combine for a while. Yeah, yeah, he's he's off the charts, and he plays really hard. He, it's it's nice that you just mentioned Dwight Powell because he kind of has a Dwight Powell vibe, but skilled. <laughs> yeah, right. Like- and. <laughs> He's, you gotta, he's a you lot, gotta, like you gotta clarify like the good things of Dwight Powell. Right? right, right, right. He has he has some shades of Dwight Powell, the positives. He has the thing that Mavs fans like from Dwight Powell, but then he just has more skill. He can take guys off the dribble. He uh his shooting was a question coming out of college, but so far in the G League he shot it really well. Um, he had a little Dirk fadeaway mid-ranger the other he day. Did. He I, I, I watched a bunch of his highlights from, from the G League bubble, and I saw he was on the left block, right? And he's mm-hmm. kind of posting down, which a lot of his highlights, and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems like he's playing the five or the four. He's basically a big man in the G right. League because a lot of the guys are about his size, and there's not yep. a ton of size in the G League right now. 
And so he he backs this guy down and he just does that little turnaround one-legged Dirk fade. And I was like, oh dang! Like he really just he really just did that and hit that shot. Yeah, that. I mean, I knew his jumper has been getting better and he's been getting more confident with it. But when he faded back off of one leg, I almost fell off my chair. I was not <laughs> ready. I didn't think he added that to his game yet, but he did. And then um, I just think his really the question marks coming out of college were on the offensive end, not defensive end. He can be an impact guy right away on that end of the floor. He has a little bit of Larry Nance Jr. in him. Um, they actually that's have the good, same measurables. That's a good comparison right there. I like that. Mm-hmm. They're, they actually have the same measurables. They're both 6'7", and they both have a 7'1 wingspan, and I don't know exactly what Larry Nance's vertical is. It, but It's a lot. <laughs> they're both guys that can jump out of the yeah, gym. So sure. they're, they're very similar um, – just the feel of them on the court and you know we've seen it a lot with larry this year before he got hurt um his... well, the, the, the Cavs are like like breaking down right now without him i mean all the, like the Cavs right. subreddit the locked on Cavs podcast are all like we need larry nance back so bad and it's wild mm-hmm. how they've just fallen apart without him right he his i mean he was getting hands on everything on the defensive end uh deflecting passes blocking shots grabbing boards and that's Bay won't be able to have that, you know, he won't step in and have He'll the same season Larry Nance is having right now, but he, he's mini Larry Nance right now. He has, he has those same, um, he, he has all the same skills that Larry Nance has and all the same measurables and immeasurables. And, uh, yeah, I think, I just really think he could help both their roster versatility their lineup flexibility and just really help basically get them help them get stops yeah all right coming up we're going to talk more to luke about tyler bay and tyrell terry also talk to him about the mavs what he's thought about the maverick season so far we're going to get to all that coming up but before we do built bar is the best protein bar that we've ever had on the lockdown podcast network i had a listener today sniper of revia sent in a message said it used to be really annoyed with all the built bar ads but on a whim i decided to try it and in the middle of this blizzard with no power and a, and little to eat built bars are awesome and that 20 percent off code locked on spared me quite a bit of anxiety so shout out to you and yeah built bar can help you in a pinch if you need them they are incredible bars they're delicious they're covered in 100 chocolate they're soft they're easy to chew incredible flavors they're adding new ones all the time the uh the new one the coconut Brownie Chunk is the best one. Just had a mint brownie today. They are delicious as well. Still hold up. And they're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for a keto diet. They're incredible bars. They're great. You, uh, We talk about them all the time, so you just take our word. Take Sniper's word for it. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON. You'll get 20% off your next order with the promo code LOCKEDON. 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all sides of the story with rejecting the screen. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko will get personal while interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the players and people that make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Luke. So we were just talking about Tyrell Terry and Tyler Bay. You think that that Tyler Bay is more ready to help the Mavericks right now? It's it's strange. Like, Josh Green, Tyrell, like Tyler Bay, they seem like the type of players that should be getting a ton of minutes for the Mavs right now. Um, what makes you think that Tyler Bay is ready? Just Not just comparison to, to Tyrell Terry, but what makes you think that he, he's ready to contribute right now? So I really think um, 
the game against the Pelicans was an eye opener. Um, Zion got to the rim literally whenever he wanted, and I know I know that's nothing new for him. He does that against almost everybody. But there was about as little effort to stop him from getting to the rim as I think I've ever seen. Or resistance, just none. Or resistance, yeah. It was the resistance um, was about as effective as it was in the Last Jedi. I'll just leave it like. I'll just leave it like yeah, that. they were basically <laughs> Swiss cheese, and he was just going right through everything. And I, you know, I'm not saying Tyler Bay is going to come in and be a Zion stopper, but he at least has he has a body type that the Mavs just don't really have on the roster right now. He's strong. Dorian, he's that's athletic. A, that's the closest one. Right. Yep. And I, I mean, I just think, I think Rick would just be able to use him in good ways. Maybe it's only 20 minutes a game, but I think those 20 minutes would be impactful. He's got six fouls, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Throw him out there. And stuff. I always see Tyler Bay, and I think I even said this on draft night. I see Tyler Bay as a small ball five. Even if you just played Porzingis at four and played Tyler Bay out there with him, like you could play him because he, he has that Montrez Harrell type thing where he's a big man playing in like a six-foot-seven six guy's body. Right, he he rebounds really well. He's really good around the rim. He has really good touch around the rim. He's got post moves. He played basically a five at Colorado, and he's he's got that. But he can also step out and shoot it a little bit, which is the big question, like you said, that if they want to trans translate him from a you know big to a wing. So I see him as a small ball five. I think that's where the Mavericks really haven't messed around with that too much because of Porzingis and because of the guys that they have. But I'd be really interested to see that. I want to see it just once. Can we see it just once this year in meaningful minutes? See Tyler Bay as a small ball five? I agree. I mean, I agree completely. I think he has all the tools to be a small ball five. And I mean, his his vertical and his wingspan make up for a lot of what he lacks in height. And yeah, it's the same as Montrose. It's like th- those kind of guys. They they can just make up for it with exactly those two things. Yeah, that's a great that's a great comparison, honestly. And they're just two energy guys. And I think Bay got billed a little bit as a small forward coming into the draft. I think just because of his height, I think it was kind of a cheap a cheap thing to bill him as a small forward. But he he really isn't. He's a he's an NBA four, and he's a versatile guy. You can play at the five in small ball lineups. All right, let's talk about the rest of the Mavs. We've talked enough about the G League guys because Carlisle's not going to play them. They're probably not. Gonna, <laughs> probably not going to matter. So I don't know. They'll they'll play in a couple years, and we'll be like, ah, oh, dang, look at these guys. Why didn't they get any play back a couple years ago? <laughs> what have you thought about the Mavs this season? What did you expect? What have you seen from them? As have they disappointed you? Have you you just you know riding the wave, and you're like, ah, oh, they've missed a bunch of guys, and everything's fine. They'll get back on course. Um, I th- I think a little bit of everything. You said, honestly, um, I think my emotions have fluctuated about as much as the Mavs like production has fluctuated. <laughs> um, it, I, I think we're seeing, we're seeing how valuable Seth Curry was on the offensive end. Um, a lot of people bringing it back to the G League guys really quick. A lot of people thought Tyrell Terry would just step in and be Seth Curry right away because they're a similar oh, ish player. Who, who would have who would have even mentioned that on a podcast ever? Oh no, who would have done that? <laughs> we may have, we and, may have said what if Tyrell Terry could and so far he has not. <laughs> of course. And I I I think the optimistic side of me thought that was a possibility as well, but then when the season starts, you kind of get brought back down to earth and remember that 
he's still just a guy with no experience and Seth Curry's a vet at this point. And I think, so I think you're seeing, you know, the impact of losing him, obviously losing guys with the health and safety protocols and COVID um, losing Maxi for a good deal was not good at all. That was, um, I, I think you're, we're really just seeing how valuable the guys are around Luca. And I think, I think there was a little bit of a Luca can carry any team to a top four seed type of mentality. And I think we're just not there yet. Yeah. They, they need, a, they need a little bit more from everybody. What have you thought about Porzingis? Because Porzingis, we talked about Porzingis a lot yesterday with some lockdown Mavs listeners and the opinions are all over the place. I think he's, you know, fine the way that he is. I think he's struggling and he's terrible. He's trash here. What have you thought about Porzingis and his play this year, even compared to just last year? I would trade him as soon as possible. Really? I would ride. I, I would ride whatever scoring high he's on right now and shooting streak he's on right now. I would max out his value. I would get whatever you can. I don't trust him defensively. You're done with him. You're done with him already. I'm done with him. Where you, how, how long have you been done with him? Like the bubble, like in the bubble in the playoffs. I mean, you're done with him then. I mean, that was some was, of his I, best basketball he's played for the Mavs. Right. I was optimistic then. I think the injury. I just don't see. And if he can be that consistently, that's great. I just don't think you'll ever be able to count on him for four straight rounds of the playoffs. I think he. Ooh. I just don't think he'll stay healthy long term and long enough to to be able to rely on him. It's tough. It's tough, especially with, with the injury, like, doubt. But as a player, let's say he is going to stay healthy, and I don't know, a lot of his injuries have been contact, and he's mentioned that, which I think is more for his psyche than, <laughs> than maybe it is for our benefit. But uh, even if he did stay healthy, like his play, we've talked a lot. I've, I've talked so much about his defense and why it's not the same as it was last year. Talked about some numbers yesterday if you guys want to listen to me talk about you know how his defense has been bad listen to yesterday's pod but what have you seen from him in his play is it his play or just the fact that he is injury prone that you want him out yeah so defensively he looks lost and he the the pelicans put him in a zion steven adams pick and roll one time and i'm not sure i've ever seen an nba player look so confused on defense Granted, a Zion Stephen Adams pick and roll is a weird, it's a weird thing. Yes, but yeah. Chris Stapps, there's just, accents involved. There's you know they probably weigh the same. There's all kinds of weird stuff. It's it's weird. It's weird. And uh, there aren't there aren't many defenders that could probably handle that well. But I think he gave a he gave a pretty good look at what it could look like worst case scenario. And I I just think if he can offensively. I think it's whatever he's going to shoot. Um, he's going to go on hot streaks and cold streaks. And I don't think his shooting is, I think offensively he helps. I, I think he's a plus, um, but defensively, I think he just needs, he needs to get back to protecting the rim and blocking shots to have an impact on that end of the floor. Yeah. It's so strange watching him this year. Just like offense, like you said, his offense has gotten back. He's gotten back in the rhythm. That's been his focus and, and the Mavs focus. It feels like is how can we get him going on, on offense, but the defensive side of the ball is where he's really struggling and lacking. And some of it is his mobility. And he's, it mm -hmm. seems like there's a disconnect. Like 
you want to say there's a disconnect between his feet and his head, right? Because you think, oh, hey, mm-hmm. I need to step here. But for some reason, he doesn't step there. Sometimes, like like in that pick and roll you said with, with Zion and Steven Adams, the disconnect's just with knowing where to where to be. He doesn't even think, oh, I should step there. It's just like tries to, re- tries to reflexively respond to it and can't. <laughs> and that's mm-hmm. been one of the most frustrating things is that it's not even that he knows necessarily where to be in the right spots. He just... He doesn't at this point, and it's just—it's so strange to me. I—I I would like to see—I would like to see one real good Porzingis defensive game to be like, oh, he's back, or you right. know, just just to right. give us some kind of hint that that player is still in there, and that it's not just you know maybe it was just his uh, health, which Josh Richardson has not been the best defensive player that we we thought mm-hmm. he was going to be this season, and I think part of that is because of, of COVID. And I think that you we've mm-hmm. heard from Jason Tatum recently say that. Even when he's been back now for a couple weeks, he still gets shortness of breath and fatigue and stuff that he normally wouldn't wouldn't feel during an NBA game because of the long term effects of COVID. And so, a guy like Josh Richardson, you're saying, well, that I mean, that's a respiratory illness and it's going to affect his lungs and his breathing, and so that might affect him for a while. So, so Josh Richardson, you kind of give a pass. Porzingis, I mean, he was out with he was out with a knee, and at the beginning of the season, he Porzingis said that he was ready to come back. And then the Mavericks were the ones holding him out, hoping that he would be more ready to play when he started. And I don't know. There's there's some kind of there's a disconnect there, where he thought he was ready, and the Mavs didn't think he was ready, and I don't think he's ready <laughs> like physically. No, and offensively, it's working, but defensively, physically, he's not there. It's it's concerning that he thought he was ready to come back because if this is what he thinks is ready, that's yeah right. A, that's a scary sight. Yeah, at least I mean, at least he's still giving you you know decent production on the offensive end. But if you're yeah. thirty million dollar play a year player, you have to ask more. This is why we've talked about him so much. He is the second star, and second stars usually second or third stars, depending on which team you're talking about. They usually get the most, you know, scrutination, scrutinizing. They get scrutinized the most. Scrutinizationality. <laughs> They're the most scrutableist. Yeah, that's. <laughs> That's, that's the, the one. Yep. Yep. That's the one. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we normally do. So, uh, Luke, appreciate talking to you, man. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you and read you and all that. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, you guys can find me on Mavs Moneyball. Um, I, t- I type some words every once in a while for them and you can follow me on Twitter at L U K three ask you. Um, the three is like the backwards E It's supposed to be pretty cool. Um, <laughs> but is it, you can, it's not. It was cool when I made it in high school. It was cool when I made it in high school. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, catch me on Mavs Moneyball. Appreciate you having me on. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we'll be back uh, with another pod tomorrow, I guess. I don't know if Isaac will be back or not, but everybody stay safe out there. Hopefully you're getting some power back. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you've gotten some power back. But hope ev- hope everybody has a safe um, night and day. Keep warm out there. Thanks for listening to Lockdown Maps. Peace out. I'm gonna be rapping to this A Bay Bay instrumental so y'all check me out. Okay. I'm the internet CEO from Pensacola, Florida. My name circulating from here all the way to Georgia. The heart of a CEO, my book release, they coming soon. Watch my career take off. Watch your boy touch the moon. The internet money is overflowing in the worst way. If you wanna talk take, then every day is my birthday.